Welcome to Open Comments with myself, Ash, and me, Oliver, where we'll discuss things openly with our guests from a variety of backgrounds and from different walks of life. Through this podcast, we hope to give you an inside look into a variety of topics with an equal mix of humour and candour. In this series, we'll touch on some of the following topics, healthcare, HR, diversity, access to technology, and lots more. We hope you enjoy our show and look forward to bringing more topics into the fold. Let's get started. Great. Today we have Miss Joanne Wojtek. Uh, Joanne, welcome to the show. Miss um, Joanne Wojtek is the program director for the NASA Super Program. Miss Wojtek manages the strategic direction, planning, and day-to-day operations of Soup, a premier government-wide acquisition contract, GWAC, providing federal agencies access to the latest in information and communication technology solutions. Miss Wojtek is a 40-plus year veteran at NASA. So, Joanne, welcome to the show, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about you. Thank you. So I'd like to start with just a a brief summary of your career journey so far, you know, how you got to where you are. I know we mentioned that you're uh, 40 years plus at NASA. So so how did you get to where you are today? Right. It's hard to be brief with 40 years behind you. (laughs) Um, So so as briefly as possible, um, I started at NASA while, while in college. I wanted to be an astronomer. That was my goal. I was a physics major. Um, I got a call to become, to take on a, what was called a co-op job. So I'd work half-time at, um, while, take, while still going to school uh, from NASA. So excited to hear that. I still have the piece of paper where I wrote down what I was told and said, I have no idea what they were talking about, about image processing and computers and programming. This was back in the 70s, had no idea what, what that meant. Um, but took the job anyway, because I wanted to be at NASA um, and ended up working for the first part of my career, the first 20 years or so, um, with um, scientists at Goddard Space Flight Center, which is um, the, the largest NASA facility. Um, it's where currently the Webb Telescope, for example, comes you know comes from, and we do uh, a lot of the non non human science, the uh, uh, astronomy, um, and then also Earth sciences. So I work with meteorologists primarily, um, doing imaging, doing data. Um, uh, solutions, doing uh, high-end computing, um, becoming uh, quite in, in, into the uh, depths of programming and, and systems uh, to support those scientists. Uh, and then um, NASA itself decided to have this program that um, would help our scientists, was the initial goal, to help our scientists get computing um, capabilities faster than the normal government ways. And so I got hooked into that long story with that piece, but eventually became the, the, the program manager slash director of this thing we call SOUP, which is Solutions for Enterprise-Wide Procurement. It's a uh, put together by NASA, but used by the entire government. And um, just because I, I wanted to try new things, I said, oh, let me try managing this thinking That would be easy. Um, managing is not as easy as one might think. <laughs> After about doing this being manager since 99, I think about 10 years ago, I finally figured out how to be a pretty good manager. Um, but as, as you talk about mentoring and learning, it, it was, it's definitely been a learning experience to move from technical to manager to, uh, to where I am now. That's great. Thank you. Now, next question. Can you touch on the ways in which you strategize effectively within your current role? <laughs> well, strategizing is, is, is a, um, 
it's something that is relatively new for me. That's one of the things I had to learn about. Um, I just kind of did it all on my own. In, you know, that, that was my career as a programmer. I just wrote programs and got things done. And then I became a, you know, this manager of this huge program that became bigger and bigger. And I suddenly realized, ah, I need to have some strategy to what I'm doing. And um, I will actually give a little plug to Open Group. Um, and I'm on the board of the Open Group and um, would hear about the strategic plans there and thought, maybe I should have one of those. <laughs> um, and, um, and then interestingly, as, as, as we're doing this podcast right now, uh, today, I just um, started the, pro the, new, the next iteration process for mission and vision planning for, and you know, that's a lot of strategy um, with, within our program. Um, something that I also didn't like for a long time, but learned how to embrace that, that need to have a plan for, for what we're doing and, and a mission and vision can help do that. So, um, so just got that started today uh, with one of my staff, uh, hopefully leading the way on, on the next iteration. So, so what's, what's the most exciting part of your day? I know you, you said you may not be a, or you weren't a massive fan of strategizing, but you've learned to, uh, to find a way to make it work. So what's the most exciting part about what you do? Um, I think I think why I've enjoyed managing, which I think goes down to what, what makes it exciting and why I'm still doing it long past when I could have retired, um, is because I I realized I, I love programming and programming to me was a way to translate um, an idea into code that would make the computer do what I wanted to do. When I was faced with management, I realized that maybe the fun thing there, the thing that was exciting that I learned to embrace is I had to take ideas and not figure out how to get a computer to be coded, but figure out how to actually make myself change and work with people to help them answer the problems that they're facing and, and, and how to how to deal with all these issues that come up when you when, when it's initially a 15 person staff and is now 130 person staff. How do I how do I change myself? How do I change how I operate? constantly kind of recoding in a sense i don't want to say i recode people but i recode the environment in which in which we all work so that it can succeed um so it's always challenging i love challenges well that is quite a challenge going from 15 to a to 130 plus <laughs> yes people. Yeah. How, how it's been you... relatively rapidly um we've, we've done that that major growth has been just in the past five years how do you even start to to try and strategize you know that kind of growth how do you manage that um so yeah initially very badly uh, <laughs> as, as any of my staff will tell you um who were with me back then um trying you know trying to figure out what that means to take a a, a team and and have it grow and change from a family environment i i I was fortunate in having, I mentioned Open Group, which actually we mimic a lot of their size and I, I, I have learned from them. I've, I've actually learned a, a bit from my own, uh, my church that I was at uh, back in, I remember going to some of the meetings there and thinking about how, how they were growing and, and trying to figure out what, what they were doing. So I look, at, I, I look at examples of what others have done in terms of growth and, um, I, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I certainly, did not have that experience to know how to do it on my own. I just knew how to, that I liked solving problems. But then how, what are the tools? Well, learn, learning that there are others who are going through it and thinking about bringing in, you know, what, one key part for me is bringing in experts um, in, the, in, in what they do and having a good 
support and uh, staff, not trying to put it all on myself to become the, you know, how do I grow this and, and make it work, but rather looking to others and saying, well, this person is good at this and this person is good at that. Let me leverage their what they bring to the table. That's great. And on before we dive into what a typical uh, you know working day looks like for you, I've just had a little light bulb moment. Um, in terms of uh, going back to problem solving, is there a particular, I guess, uh, roadmap as such that you follow when you solve problems, or is it just that when a problem arises, you know, you have um, steps to follow, or is it just you deal with them when they arise? If that makes sense. So uh, for better or worse, and, and my staff can tell you which way they feel, just given, the, given which day it is, uh, I am, my technique is, uh, I'm a visionary. Um, I tend to um, have ideas and I throw them out there and then I have to figure out you know, how, to, how, to, how to work from that. So when a problem arises, I'm, I'm actually very good at coming up with an initial idea, initial concept. and. And it, it does mean that um, this is why I have to rely on others to help me because I'm not an organized person who can take those ideas and say, this, these are the steps. But I, I'm very good at, at recognizing um, what the problem, what the core of a problem is and how to, and what my first thoughts of how that might be solved, uh, bringing that to the table. And what I had to learn, uh, this is why I was not very good at the beginning, was I would bring it to the table and say, now do this. Um, and now I've learned... I bring it to the table and say, how can we do this and, and how can it change so that I can get feedback and get, you know, put people more involved than, um, than trying to be uh, dictatorial about my ideas. But, um, but it is very much run through, um, through the visions that I have. I used to call them shower moments or walking moments when you'd, I'd be walking along and saying, oh, that's, that's how I'm going to fix this. <laughs> Nice. And going on to the next question of what a typical working day looks like for you, I'd just like to say um, just quickly, but it's been great, you know, talking to you so far. I feel like your day probably encompasses so many different things. And as you've been touching on problem solving, what I like about that is, is not only the process, but as you say, it's like things come at different moments to you. So it's almost like it's an ever-growing process of how to deal with those problems. But as you say, bringing in your team into the fold as well. And that's such great advice as well. So thank you. That was just a bit of a caveat. But going on to your what a typical working day looks like for you, would you like to take us through? Um. Well, a typical day uh, involves meetings, of course, <laughs> um, but uh, mostly now, and, and it's, it, it certainly has changed in part because of the pandemic and being virtual, although we are getting a bit back to the office. Um, when I'm in the office, there's a lot, lot a lot of the day is spent on almost the immediate, either, either planned meetings or immediacy of, of somebody coming into my office and saying, just, you know, can I talk to you for a minute? Um, and, and spending time kind of putting those all in their, in their places. Um, as one of the, one of the parts of my days that I've gotten better at is not having as many meetings, um, giving myself more time, uh, delegating it more so that, um, so I can take the time to do, do some writings or, you know, I've, I'm all, there's always presentations, podcasts, whatever I have to get ready for, <laughs> um, and, and think about, um, and there's, there's, uh, 
there's paperwork to be done. We're, we're currently in, in the next version of our contract. So we're doing, uh, writing up an entire uh, RFP request for proposals. That's taking a lot of my time uh, working with contracting teams and, and, and technical teams to, to do that. Um, it's, it's, it's very broken up, um, and especially during the day. So I have to be ready to, to take my time and, and break it up accordingly to what's happening. Um, and, and, and hopefully keep a, a, a fairly good view of, of what the key areas that I have to address, um, get a lot of emails. So I spend a lot of time shifting emails to the right place. I'm, i that's one of my best organizing, um, uh, triumphs was I learned how to how to really organize my emails <laughs> um, into nice folders so I can find anything every any time and know what has to get worked on and what's still left out there without having to spend a lot of thought on that. So those are some of the key parts of my day. So I think it's it, it's fair to say just from us listening to you there that you are um, you're very much a mentor within either your wider team and and your organization itself. Um, so on, on that note, uh, how important is mentorship to you and, and what role has it played in your career journey so far? Well, my, my greatest mentor was when I first got to NASA back in 77, I, I was stuck in a room with a lady and again, I didn't know anything about programming and they said, no, you're going to program. And, um, and she took me in, um, wonderful person, Mary Dejardin, she passed away unfortunately last year, but, um, she and I ended up being a team for many, for you know, many, many years. Um, I learned so much about her from her about how to think logically and um, critically and, and put it into ways that, that work for me. So it, it, it's always important to have somebody that, that helps lead you along. Um, I think that 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 is the, from in terms of being a mentor to me, that was big. I did actually. I'm not big on, on being mentored. <laughs> I'm one of those independent people, but I did actually at one point when I realized I needed some help with with how to be a manager, uh, to take advantage of, of a NASA program. And um, and I did catch on to a lot of key factors about being a, a, a manager uh, by by using uh, actually a coach, not a mentor. But I'll, but I do see at the same time, I see my job even more so now as, as I reach more the end of my career is being a mentor to the new folks coming in. And, and we're really working on that and making sure that they know that I don't just assume that they know everything. I have to know that, that, that they have to learn much as I had to learn. And I, I tell my other senior staff, we can't just assume the new folks are just going to come in and you know be where we're at today. They're going to be where we were at when we started. <laughs> and sometimes that's, 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 that's a good starting point for being a mentor is, Think about the fact that you once were just starting out, but you were just trying to deal with, with, with an issue. You were trying to learn, put yourself in those shoes and don't expect them to be where you are already. If you do that, then you can help them along much better than, well, you should just know this sort of sort of view. There's a, there a thing you mentioned earlier, it was before this question even, of uh, you know, when you started to become a mentor to other people, it went from your directions went from do this to how can we do this and there's i guess that's kind of been something you've learned over time but i guess maybe that someone had an influence on you um uh, on your earlier stages of your career right and i i, I think that and then i would say the other big 
turning point for me was when I learned that, um, through, and this is actually through the coach, um, that I can't change other people. I can only change myself. Um, and, and, and recognizing that was a big um, light bulb for me because I, I always thought, well, I'm just going to make everybody else be like me. And then I realized, no, I have to figure out how to work. I have to figure out how to change so I can work with other people. And that was a really big step in my in, in my evolving as, a, as I think what is considered a pretty good manager now. So you briefly touched on it earlier as well of people that are just joining may not know what what you know now and that's it's a learning point and there's something that you may have to teach people um so on that vein is there any advice that you could either give to your younger self before starting in your role um or any any graduates that are looking to get into your line of work um well if in, in terms of getting into my line of work uh if, if you're going to be um Going, I got two lines. So if you're going to the technical uh, computing world, um, I think it's important to, uh, to well, I, I, probably in any, in, any, in any case, even in management, uh, if you're coming into it, be aware that you don't know everything. <laughs> um, you, may, you may have come and, you know, taken your courses in college and um, you may have this, you know, this strict way of this is how the world is. Or, uh, but the fact is the world is much more complicated um, and um, requires agility and in, in, in if you're going to really succeed. Um, so be, be prepared to, to learn, uh, be prepared to, to bring your ideas to the table also. And, and most important of all for me is ask questions. Um, if if I, I, I tell the staff all the time, I worry the most when I don't hear questions being asked. I don't worry if you ask a question, even if it's a real simple question. I worry if you don't ask that question. Um, so really, yeah, I think that's probably my key, key point to anybody coming to any field. Ask the questions that you need to ask. Don't be afraid that you're showing that you don't know something. You're actually showing you, you know something if you're asking a valid question. You're showing that you know what you don't know. And that's that actually goes back to my mentor. We always talked about the, the worst people, the people who don't know they don't know something. Um, you, want, you want your staff to know they don't know something so they know they can learn. So they know they can be mentored and grow. Um, and, and that brings so much more richness to to them and to the job and to the, you know, and, and to the rest of the staff if they can be that way. That's really great. Thank you. I especially like the quote, which you just said there, ask the questions that need to be asked. I, I feel like that will definitely stick with me. But that's great in terms of, it, it's almost like a mantra as well, just listening to it back. <laughs> and it's great to carry over in your everyday. So thank you. So to end things, we'd like to, to end this episode, we'd like to start with just a few quick fire questions. And the first being, what are you most looking forward to for the year ahead? Uh, for the year ahead, well, I was kind of be looking forward to a safari, but now that's going to be two years from now. So we talked earlier <laughs> before this about about one of the trips I'd like to take um, for this year. Um, in terms of uh, of work, as I mentioned, we are working on a new um, requirements for the next version. This is actually a really exciting time for us because whenever we do a new version of our program, it's an entire yeah, this is when my ideas come to full fruition. I'm uh, really putting them out there and trying to see how we can put them in. So it's a, it's an exciting year. Um, seeing that come by, you know, by this time next year, it should be fully out there and, 
and developed and um, I think it will put our program into the next level uh, of, of uh, growth and, and functionality. So really excited by that. Nice. And do you have any hobbies that you'd like to share? Um, mostly golf, I guess, would be the closest to a hobby I have. Um, I love to golf. It's a good, good exercise. It gets me out and, uh, and about. And third one, are there any quotes such mantras that you follow? Well, the quote that I, that everybody follows from me, <laughs> because I tell them to, I, it, I forget when I first came out with it, but um, it's um, that I've always, no, I'm often happy, but never satisfied. Um, so, so this is what my staff knows about me. Uh, so, uh, you know, often I'm, I'm happy about things. I'm a happy person, but I'm never satisfied with where we're at. Um, so I use that O-A-N-S, um, often happy, never satisfied. So if you could have dinner with any celebrity or influential figure, past or present, who would it be and why? Wow. You know, it's there's a lot to choose from. I would just—I don't know why it pops in, but uh, uh, Barack Obama sounds like to me like a fantastic person to sit down with and just t- talk to. <laughs> Is there a particular question that you might ask him? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would. I don't know if I would have a specific direct question. I just think his story is so um, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would, you know, I I would want to if I you know, he'd be a great mentor. Somebody who could tell me what what are things that helped him get past um, all the obstacles that he had to in such a, a magnificent way and being such a um, such a amazing leader. Uh, so um, very. Would, would, would probably, at the end of it, I would probably just stumble like I'm doing now. <laughs> Not quite sure what to say to him. I once met somebody very famous at the time, and I he, he was my favorite author, and I remember just going, ah, ah, ah. So um, as much as one thinks they're going to say something wonderful, um, I think I would just want to hear from him what, what, makes, what, what has made his life so successful. Yeah. Nice. So on that note, we'd like to say thank you so much for you know, joining our show. And it's really been great, not only learning about your you know, colorful career, but also just the advice that you have for you know graduates going forward who are looking to go into a similar career as yourself and just you know generally just getting to know you. I think it's been such an informative episode and we really hope that our listeners have enjoyed this episode as much as we have. So for those that would like to keep up to date with you, and what you do, um, where can they reach you? For example, LinkedIn, socials, website, etc. Sure, I am on LinkedIn, Joanne Wojtek, W-O-Y-T-E-K. I'm probably the, I know I'm the only Joanne Wojtek out there. There is another J Wojtek because he got all the uh, um, uh, user IDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I'm the only Joanne Wojtek out there. So there's that. Um, I am, a, I, I do have a, a blog, um, Rhinos Talk That Blog. Uh, it's a personal blog. Um, if you go, if you link, get me on LinkedIn, I, I post it there. Also on Facebook, I'm also Joanne Wojtek, um, and um, can link from there to, to the blog, or you can probably do a, a Google search and find me. Um, so that's one way. And then 
from a professional point of view, the website is www.scwp.nasa.gov. That's where the program sits that I, I, I manage. That's great. Perfect. So thank you again for you know joining our show. And to all our listeners, we look forward to bringing more topics into the fold. And for now, it's uh, goodbye. Until next time. <laughs> thank you.